Welcome everybody. Another Thursday. Thank you for joining. We're here with another session of Open Diner. Today we're going to be talking about stress. Take a deep breath. It's going to be good. We have some program tonight for you. After this program, you should be less stressed. So it's no secret that we're living in a high stress world, right? Gas prices, food costs, monthly utilities are skyrocketing skyrocketing and all our screens are filled with images of rocket attacks refugees burning buildings it's not pleasant you know according to the american institute of stress 77 percent of people currently experience stress that affects their physical health and 73 percent of people have stress that impacts their mental health long-term stress is often a contributing factor in many of the leading causes of death in the united states including heart disease, cancer, lung disease, accidents, cirrhosis of the liver, and suicide. Yes, as we know, a friendly, supportive environment has the power to counteract many negative phenomena in our lives, and stress is certainly one of them. In addition to preventing isolation and loneliness, strong social support can increase our sense of belonging and purpose and can boost our happiness and reduce our stress. As always, the Open Diner is here to provide a safe and supportive environment for people to connect above any differences between us. We believe the true connection between people is the answer to all our problems. That's why we're here every Thursday, 6.30pm, and thank you for being here with us. We appreciate every person here, and we are creating this event together. Thank you for contributing your time and good energy. We ask you to listen to others and remain respectful. Right now, we'll go through a few reminders and then we'll proceed to our first activity. So firstly, we are trying to create a supportive environment where we can uh, connect above any differences. Just a reminder that this is a cameras on event. So if you could kindly turn on your cameras, that would be great. We find that it helps us to connect to each other and it gives you the opportunity to fully benefit from this event. Some of the activities we will be doing require us to be able to see each other. Stay on topic, no criticism and avoid politics. Remember to mute your microphone when you're not speaking to minimize background noise. And if you can turn on your cameras, it will allow you to fully benefit from this event. Please remember to keep your answers brief so that everyone gets a chance to speak. If you're joining us on Facebook or YouTube, please participate. Answer questions in the comments. Let's be together during this event. Thank you, Mel. Beautiful. Okay, so we love to do an icebreaker here at Open Diner, right? And it's what makes you happy. You know, think about this. It's called the Common Denominator Game. The first person is going to talk for a few moments about what makes them happy. The second person takes something from the, per the first person, what they said, and uses that to talk about their own happiness. It's very simple. I'll, I'll go first as an example. I'm very happy when I'm with my family. This past weekend, we were together, um, and it was a long, we were in Long Island at my house, and we were most relaxed when we were you know, cooking. We had time to talk. We were swimming, playing sports, laughing, telling jokes, reminiscing in the past. And we spent a lot of nice time, quality time together. And it was lovely. So if any, anything resonates with you, with what I just said, please unmute yourself. Tell us briefly. And let's try to do a continuous thing of what makes us happy. Yes, I can re resonate with the part that you said that you had this quality time where you were able to relax with your family and connect with them. Um, I have a sister that I don't get together with very often, but over the holidays, we got together, we had sat and we talked. Wasn't much cooking or anything going, but because we did our own cooking on a, in an individual home, but we just got together and communicated and touched base with one another. And I, I really enjoyed it. That really lifts my spirits. And I, I think it lifts hers too, because I, was, I, I learned to listen. Yeah, listening is very important, Willie. Um, and that's something that um, we don't do a lot of, but we should do a lot more of, um, listening to one another. Um, yeah. 
Listen, guys. It doesn't have to be just what Rob said, maybe collectively what I said, what Willie said, Rob said listening, maybe somebody could add into something, what they resonated with. No, but listening is, it just, it's great. Uh, of course, it, it's an art. Some people have it naturally, some people, uh, you know, I struggle, <laughs> I, struggle. I usually start interrupting immediately, you know, I already know in advance what I want to say, but when, when you walk on a beach and you listen to kids and, and they, you know, exude such happiness when they're there that you just, you just become like them, you know, it's just totally infectious. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Elisa mentioned kids. Um, I love my nieces. I think everyone knows I, I talk about them all the time here. Um, so um, my niece, Adi, uh, was visiting New York recently, and I took her to the Museum of Natural History, and she saw the, the huge dinosaurs, and she was so, so happy. So seeing her happy made me very happy. I like dinosaurs. I went to the Ontario Royal Museum. And they had this huge dinosaur. And I haven't seen one since, uh, you know, as a kid on a, you know, when you go on the field trips and all that. And looking at us, I was still impressed. I was still impressed with the dinosaurs. I haven't done something like that a long time. So it was a lot of fun. One time, before, yeah, it was a little bit before Christmas. Um, my my um, fellow workers and I went on a trip to New York City and it was just a day trip. And we, we spread out different ways. And I took two of them. We went to the Museum of Natural History because I love that place. Always, when I was a kid growing up, I was always there, there in the planetarium. And uh, so, but you know, my friends, they never seen it so I took them there and and it just made it always makes me happy being there Susie uh, sorry Linda mentioned the planetarium made me think of uh, stars I, I really love unfortunately in, in New York City you don't get to see the, the beautiful starry sky so often but um, if I go actually where Linda is, somewhere in upstate New York, it's like a beautiful, beautiful sky. And um, <clears throat> nature generally makes me very happy. I'm going to jump back to what Dan said, because he reminds me of a story. I'm, I'm, this story is a long story, but I'm going to cut it really short. Um, Dan said when he went to the museum to see the dinosaurs, that first of all um, spoke to me because I am a dinosaur. Um, but um, there was a story about a sage who used to sit in a tree. And um, to cut a long story short, the governor came to see him one day, he used to give out advice to the people. And um, the governor asked him for advice on some government things. And the answer that the... the um, the sage, the monk, whatever he was, gave was that um, don't do bad things, do good things. But the governor was furious. He said, I've come all this way, I've, I've travelled for days in the heat, come all this way to see you, and you tell me something that I learned when I was three-year-old. A three-year-old knows that. And the sage said, yes, a three-year-old knows it well but an 80-year-old struggles with it. So, um, well done, Dan. We need to be more like children. Um, go back to our childhood. Nothing wrong with that. So maybe we got a little tired of dinosaurs. <laughs> Think if someone that didn't go yet, tell us something that makes you happy, and we'll start a new story. Maybe we can find something that resonates with everybody else. Susie's looking like she wants to say something happy. 
I, I sorry, it took, took me three times getting in here. I was hearing double and I couldn't hear. Um, I could do stars. I've got stars back here. But what, I, I, what really makes me happy is music and singing and playing and writing and anything that's got a melody. It makes me happier. And I can be in, I can, I can be so down. And if I can make myself get up and sit at the piano and do a few songs, I'm happy and I can pull myself up. Well, I'll tell you what really <laughs> makes me happy is playing chess. I can sit down all day and play chess. It really just motivates me. Who do you play with? Anybody. <laughs> Lately, I can uh, play on, on the internet because I belong to a chess club. So I play on the internet now. And, and we have we rated games and the, the whole bit. Beautiful. Well, Willie, if you played chess with Dean under the stars, you guys would be very happy. But let's hear from maybe Ann or Dan, Rano. What's something that makes you guys happy? Well, I've seen someplace oh, new. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry. Go on, Ann. No, you, you go, go ahead. On. I'm sorry. I Go ahead. You started first. Go ahead. Um, yeah, just going someplace new and, and different, um, just seeing uh, new places on vacation. Uh, got to go to a lot of museums in, uh, in Spain right before the lockdown. So, and see a lot of the sites there. About all I have. <laughs> Sounds good. Good, Ann. Um, well, Roberta, what you were saying about spending time over the weekend with your family at home, just relaxing and cooking and eating and visiting. And that that's really what makes me happy. There's something about being um, at either at home with your friends or at their home with family and friends. It's so relaxed. I mean, it's fun to go to public places, but there's something special about being in a, in a private home and just relaxing. And I, I had a similar Fourth of July too, and it, it it really made me happy too with family, and got to catch up. So that's it. Beautiful. <laughs> Who didn't go, Rana? I can relate to what Dan was saying about vacation. You know, I'm looking forward to going on vacation with my wife now, starting next week, and um, you know, we're in a new continent, new land, and going to be visiting the places where she grew up that's that's going to be very exciting beautiful did everybody go i see peter's here maybe i know sulin doesn't usually have a camera on but maybe peter if you'd like to turn on your camera and join in on this uh what makes you happy we have time for one more that could be you peter yeah okay well, what did we get out of all this this uh, this icebreaker? Well, I, I took away, and I think most people did here also. What makes people happy is being around other people, doing things together, seeing things together, learning something new. So that was beautiful. We got to know a little bit about each other, and we know what makes us happy. And I'm going to hand it back over to Rob. We have a great evening tonight. Rob? Yeah, thank you, Roberta. Um, I just realized that... Um, when I shared, I expounded on what, what others said, which is what, which was what was the exercise of, of um, what we were supposed to be doing. Uh, I learned to talk in a minute. Um, but I didn't actually share anything that makes me happy. Um, so I'm going to share it right now. Being with you guys in Open Diner makes me very, very happy. So, um, okay, that was great, everyone. So let's take a little time now to talk about stress. Sorry to bring it down the key again. The internet is filled with tips on how to manage stress. We know that it helps to exercise, to do some deep breathing, spend time in nature, go on a vacation, etc. All of those things are important and they do help. However, after you come back from a much needed vacation in paradise, it's back to stressful everyday life. Today, we're going to delve a little deeper than that. Many people feel stressed because they get stuck in a loop, going through the same motions, replaying the same problems in their heads, 
reliving the same obstacles over and over and feeling like a hamster in a wheel, never reaching their destination. That's so true, Rob. Do we even know our destination, what our destination is half the time? We're so focused on somehow making life, you know, bearable, subconsciously avoiding pain and seeking maximum comfort at every moment of our lives that we sometimes miss the big picture. There is no chronic stress in the rest of nature if we really take notice. Everything works harmoniously. The inanimate, vegetative, the animal levels coexist and contribute to a continuation of life and maintaining homeostasis. The disruption of homeostasis, or you could say the balance of nature, is what leads to stress and disease. Yes, Roberta. Human beings are the only ones on the planet that take more than they need for survival. And the only ones who take at the expense of others and our planet. If we look at our lives rationally, we'll see that we're losing this race. Our stress is actually killing us. After running around, if we take all the pleasures, all the happiness that we experience and weigh it against the worrying pain and heartbreak, we'll see that the pain greatly outweighs the pleasure. Very true. So that was some tough information to swallow, but we're going to get better as we go. We were going to see happiness and see how nature works. So we invite everyone to take a step back, look at the big picture in order to work with, rather against, work with, like I said, against nature, work with nature rather against it. And we're going to watch a video in a moment that you guys are going to love. So Rob? Yes, we're going to watch a video now. So just sit back and relax because this is a very peaceful video, but it has a very strong message and we'll discuss it afterwards. When you look at the beauty of nature, when you observe this majestic harmony that permeates every atom in existence, when you really take it in, you can almost see the greater governing force that animates all of nature. Is it possible that our sense of separation is by design? 
Is it possible that Mother Nature, as if pushed us humans out of her womb, to give us a sense of independence, so we can choose to participate in nature's program? Because then we would gain a conscious experience of the wholeness and perfection and bliss that surround us. Consciously integrate with nature's program until we can hear the symphony of life around us and join the dance. How could anyone be stressed after that? What an awesome video. Thank you for that, Nina. Okay, we'll now move to our round discussion, but first, let's go over our etiquette rules. Can you put the slide up for us, Rono, please? Thank you, brother. Awesome. Okay, we are here to build a space of support, love, care, and warmth. Everyone is equal and very important. No one person is more important than another. We go round the table and speak briefly, very important, briefly, on the topic at hand, which today is about stress. We listen attentively, um, and obviously we try to uh, follow on from uh, what the person before us spoke about. And there is no right or wrong answers. The truth is in the center of our connection. So, bon appetit. Uh, quick reminder, turn your camera, cameras on if you can, because uh, that will benefit us all. Okay, question one. We heard in the video that our conscious connection to each other and all of nature is our inevitable future. So how can we make conscious efforts in that direction every day? Again, how can we make conscious efforts in that direction every day? And who would like to go first? I can go first. That video was great. You know, and I, I put some notes because it, it was amazing. And one of the things we do is actually have said about a conscious experience to be cognizant of what's going on around you, be in nature, uh, enjoy what's happening and realize that, you know, like I could sit with my dog or look at birds, but they're not in the same mindset that a human being is. So you could do it by sharing with other people about the, the beauty of just nature in itself, watching it. And realize that, you know, we have this higher consciousness to actually observe everything, not just be like an animal, take more than we need just to actually observe it. And I think that could do a lot in itself. I agree with what you're saying, uh, Roberta. Um, I think that we really need to look at what we spend our time 
thinking about what we dwell on with our feelings and how we are allowing it to affect us. And too many of us allowing these things to affect us negatively. So we need to find a positive aspect of it so that it would not bring us stress, whatever we are thinking about or feeling. I think, um, how can we make conscious effort in that direction? I think that if other people are doing that around you, and that's something that the people around you are doing and kind of give importance to, then I think then it becomes easy instead of work and it becomes fun, you know? It becomes a part of that, part of that group kind of all supporting one another. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's about what you one. It's about what uh, you consume, uh, and two, it's about what you give. Um, so, <clears throat> being in the right environment and being mindful of you know just not uh, consuming too much neg negativity, uh, not participating in uh, all the heated arguments, political and whatnot. Everything everything that's like trying to divide us nowadays and trying to focus on what's important um, and trying to give to others, giving to others is, uh, it opens our heart. What uh, Dan said about, uh, you know, everybody around you doing the same thing, noticing uh, people being conscience or uh, you know attentive to society or nature or whatever that, that's kind of an interesting twist upon peer pressure uh you know normally we think of peer pressure as negative like oh everybody's doing drugs you should do drugs but uh, if people are mindful and that causes other people to be mindful of, of you know nature or uh, other people or just society it'd be great Yeah, I agree, Dan. Um, I, I don't have a lot of people in my life in the physical, I mean, out in Bullhead City where I live right now, just because I've been taking care of my husband for all this time, and now he's gone. So I have very few physical connections unless I go to Walmart, and sometimes, you know, I'll initiate conversations. But I am, with the few people that I, ha that I am connecting with, I'm making a conscious effort. And I think of Open Diner while I'm doing this. I'm making a conscious effort to be more patient, to be kind and to reach them. And if there's something, uh, I mean, just to let them uh, feel uh, included. Uh, there's so much exclusion in the world and just to allow them to feel loved and connected and stuff. And uh, I'm making an extra effort to do that, even though it's just with a few people. And, and it's, it's helping me be more conscious. It's, it's helping me you know, it's, it's, I, I like it. It's making me stretch. I'm just going to add in from Facebook here. So Tazipi uh, says, beautiful video. I agree. Uh, she says, look around us and try to see and imagine that we're all pieces of one system. That we are all related to each other and we have responsibility for each other. Sure. Beautiful. Yeah, absolutely, Dan. Um, connection, connection, connection. Um, each week we talk about connection and we've spoken a lot about connection today, but I like what Peter said because um, he spoke about being with the right crowd but then he spoke about people who take drugs and do negative things. Um, I think what's at the basis of that is selfishness. So yes, we need to connect. Yes, we need to, to um, get together with like-minded people but like-minded people who are not, uh, where selfishness is not at the, the core of their desires. I want to speak on to what Rob was just saying about selfishness. Uh, we tend to think of that word as, a, as like a bad thing. And I think there are some exceptions. Because when we look at things on an egocentric perspective, let's say someone wants to start a career on how to help people. There are people who want to be firefighters and police officers because they want to serve the community. But at the end of the day, when you look at the egocentric perspective, they themselves feel good. If there's no reward of that feeling, 
then there is really no drive to do anything good at all, even for oneself. So in this perspective, I think being selfish is totally fine. It is a great point. I think uh, what Dan were trying to 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 you know emphasize that what let's you know right now even the question states uh, how can we make conscious effort? So we have to you know humans have to make conscious effort to be connected. Isn't that absurd? You know, well the entire nature doesn't have to make conscious effort. So what you were, uh, you know, Dan and Peter, it's so beautiful. And Susie, what if we would grow up in an environment from, from childhood that the reward will be how you serve the community, how you connect everyone, how you help everyone, you know, that will be the reward. And then you will be satisfied, your ego will be satisfied and, you know, we will be integrated part of the nature. I love this discussion. Anne, I see you've tried to, to jump in a few times there, my lovely. Would you like to speak now? Yeah, I, I have bad timing. I always, I feel like I always jump in at the wrong time. I was going to say, I love what Susie said, because I'm kind of in the same boat. I, it's like, I don't have a lot of people in person anymore in life, but going to the store, you know, you just, I like what you said, you just, anybody you come in contact with, just trying to be some, you know, force of positivity to them, whatever way. I like your, your take on that because sometimes those little things you, you just don't know, but I, how it impacts people, just small things. But I like what a lot of the others have said too, really, everybody's had such good points. Um, It's, it all sort of, makes a lot of sense um so that's about all i can think of i except the the whole thing about being mindful is is really key just i think roberta you started it out by saying that that you have to be mindful and wherever and whoever you're with and um and just paying and then i think it was rob that said paying just being careful what we pay attention to and not so much negativity. And so it, it's all been good comments. And we need to learn how to use just what we need. I mean, we buy so much stuff, food, everything, and we don't use it all. So much food is thrown out at the end of the day. Um, there's so many people that are hungry, starving, and we're doing this. Um, trees, we're cutting trees down for paper um, and, you know, firewood, things like that. It's only lately that uh, people are planting trees more than they're take, uh, cutting them down. But uh, it's, it's things like that that uh, we need to be mindful of. That's you know, a that great been, point, too. You know, there have been a lot said about uh, the environment. And I just want to stress that even though some of us grew up in a bad environment, it's not too late. It's what counts now. Not what you had to go through, but you can make the difference now by changing the way you look at it and feel about things and the past, just learning experiences. I just add to Willie, you know, nature, you know, is pushing us. Why are, why are people planting trees now, Linda? Why are people doing other things? Because now it's affecting us. Now, now we're saying, hey, I'm doing this, and well, this is now affecting humanity. But why be pushed? That's why nature is really pushing us to a, a harmonious balance. Why be pushed to the point you're right off the edge Step back. This is our this is our conscious choice as human beings to say, you know what, I'm going to do something different. But you know, this takes like a group of a lot of people, which is changing now because it's affecting everybody. And this is where you know, humanity is taking a shift towards another direction that's been doing it for thousands of years. So, nature, I see, is pushing us. 
I agree. Uh, I think also, you know, we have to realize that uh, nature is giving us all the examples, the correct examples, how everything is useful to all the things. I think at the point that to what I think Peter was saying about um, wanting things for yourself, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you won't be able to do something that you don't enjoy anyway. You will do it once and that will be it. But it's doing it at the expense of others. That's the problem with human. You know, it's like you build your own career and then you step on someone else's shoulders. And sometimes it's, it's worthless. And this kind of change of attitude can help us. Absolutely, Rona. Um, consideration, I think that's the word I was looking for earlier, if, if I remember rightly. Um, it's considering because all the problems in the world are down to selfishness because I want more and more. Um, I want the, the newest, the best, um, and especially if my neighbour's got it. If my neighbour's got it, then I've got to have it. And if he's got a good one, I've got to have a better one. Um, and that is actually at the root of all the world's problems, the root of all the wars and all the conflicts. Um, you know, the wars that are going on now, it's over land. Um, the countries want the land that they feel is theirs and they've got a right to it. And But it's all comes from that, that selfishness, that art of selfishness. If we could all just be a little more considerate, oh no, I'll, I'll take that back. A lot more considerate. What a much more, what a much better world we would have. Appreciate what we've got. You know, looking at that question again, how can we make conscious efforts in that direction every day? We have to begin to feel like it's, we can make a difference. Uh, we hear a lot of us talking and we say, hey, out of my hand. But I'm sure there's something that we can do if we think about it in a positive way that we could make a difference. I don't know what the rest of you think about that. I think the key word is we. That's Yeah. Okay. Oh, am I talking over someone? Go ahead. I was going to go, you go. You go. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, and things like Open Diner, this is just so healthy because I, I really work on the things in my life that we go over and I can feel things expanding. I, I think it's a meeting with one another and, and making conscious connection. I love this conversation. It's just beautiful. Beautiful video, beautiful conversation, beautiful group. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. I wanted to say um, also that <clears throat> uh, we're kind of programmed to, you know, like I find myself coming back to this uh, thought when um, watching the video and listening to your responses, kind of uh, the the critic in me says everyone else has to do it <laughs> everyone else has to change i'm doing everything just fine you know and, and we uh it's important to catch yourself you know um so on one hand yeah uh it is very helpful to do it together in a group where uh, other people are helping but it's also very important to remember to come back to you and think how can what can I do? How can I start? How can I inspire others to do the same? Uh, otherwise, you know, it, it will never end. Uh, we'll always look at others to make the change. Yeah, thank you, Nina. Um, do you know I am absolutely loving this conversation so much so I almost don't want to go to the second question, but uh, we have to move on. So I will go to the second question. And the second question is, of all the conflicts, wars, divisions, uh, they are just a phase in our evolution. 
the less we, time we spend participating in that negativity, the more energy we will have for greater, more, uh, for a greater, more fulfilling life. And the question is, how can we step back from all the chaos and division and fill our lives with purpose? I'll read it all again because of my stumbling and fumbling. All of the conflicts, wars and divisions are just a phase in our evolution. The less time we spend participating in that negativity, the more energy we will have for a greater, more fulfilling life. So how can we step back from all the chaos and division and fill our lives with purpose? How can we step back from all the chaos and division and fill our lives with purpose? Intention and determination and going after it. I mean, I mean, this is, this is why we're here going after this, uh, when I, when I step back, and I, ha I have to, I have to step back and say, I have got to take an hour and, be, and meditate, or I've got to be at peace. And because there is so much chaos that I make myself, and when I cooperate with, the, with my person saying, you've got to meditate, it works better. And, and it's not like, oh, you've got to meditate. It's like, it, it's fun. It's fun to to have some peace and yes then i'll need to get back to this or something but yeah actually determination and doing it you know, I, I hear a lot of people talking about meditation and i i had never had any luck with that but what i think is that if we can begin to really examine ourselves because without that many of us are locked into self-love and we don't have enough love for other people because we're loving ourselves. So we can look into ourselves and say, what am I giving to others? Who am I giving to beyond my family? I mean, we need to do these type of things that will cause a change and, give, and, and bring a greater purpose in the whole of humanity and in ourselves. I, I love Susie's enthusiasm. The way you expressed yourself, Susie, was just awesome because you were showing that you've got a deep desire and a yearning to do this. And that's what we need. Call it meditation, call it prayer, call it whatever you want to call it. But it's a yearning from deep inside. And if we can uh, manifest that yearning, just like Susie did, and we can let that become a part of our lives, that will spread to people around us. Again, like-minded people. So, uh, excellent, Susie. Well done. Just going to throw Facebook in here. Uh, Tzipi says, by holding each other's hearts and doing everything we can to unite above our opinions and differences towards love and connection. So I would answer the question kind of the same. How would you step back from all the chaos and division fill our lives with purpose? Well, you can't step back from the chaos and division, especially if you're in certain countries right now. It's kind of in your face. You have to figure out what to do with the division. Why is the division there? Why does it keep creeping up on us? Maybe you can, maybe you can nail it a little bit sooner than before a war breaks out, right? It's always there. We're all always divided. Human nature. Um, so I like to, to zippy answer. Can I say one thing real quick about meditation too? Um, uh, uh, Willie, this will help you. This helped me so much. Um, and Elia Benz teaches it. And she's, she says, you can do transcendental or you can study or you can just take an hour and do nothing or you can take an hour and pretend. And I love that, I, you know, just pretend. And what that does is you pretend what can happen. You start envisioning things. I, I mean, Willie, spend an hour pretending. You'll love it. <laughs> well, I love it, too, because uh, our thoughts are amazing power. We know that scientists talk about that from the beginning of the last century, you know. And what, what if we will all envision or, you know, living in in you know 
good relationship to each other and celebrating our, our differences and diversities, you know, and envision how beautiful it will be, you know, that there will be no, like, you know, all troubles that, that we face right now in the world, but we will live in harmony. That would be so beautiful. Let, let's do this exercise. Let's start this, you know, thoughts, web of thoughts that will heal the planet. You guys, oh, I'm sorry, who was going? Um, um, Nina, were you going? I think um, everybody's thoughts is just awesome tonight. I, I like everything you guys have said. Um, I wish I knew the answer to the question, but I think <laughs> it's kind of the same as the last question. It's similar to the last question, like things you can do. What can we really do purposely? in daily life but um i think i've always heard meditation is very healthy um and you're right that it doesn't have to be what we think it doesn't have to be that difficult so that's about all i can think of right now <laughs> i can add to ann what you said beautifully spoken you know it's saying about step back from all the chaos division and fill our lives with purpose. I'm not ready to go save the world, technically. The only thing I could do, like you guys are talking about intention and, and thinking about things, how we would like to have them happen. But small things we could do. How many times I have a conversation with a friend, a coworker, somebody in business, and I cause the chaos, I cause division. So let's start doing small things like saying, you know what? I know I'm right, let's say, <laughs> in an argument. But I'm joking, but I pull back and say, you know what, why am I going to cause this division? Because I see I cause a problem all day for me, the person, my mood goes to hell, honestly. So all these small little things, try to stop it in the bud. And I say afterwards, it becomes a purpose. Like, you know what, I just didn't start an argument. And it ended up so lovely. And we ended up getting along with me and this, let's say, customer that I'm dealing with. So these small little things, we don't have to go and now save the rainforest, save what's happening right in front of you, because these small things affect everybody, like the butterfly effect, all these things, we affect everybody. So we could start with just ourselves with something small and see where it goes Absolutely. from there. That's exactly what I was going to say. Um, That's so true. Uh, it's so easy to get sucked into um, some kind of... Um, negative thing um and actually trying to to do good sometimes you end up causing um harm for example i, I um i don't want to get into politics right now but you know like everything that's going on right now with uh, pro-choice and uh um pro-life and all of those uh, debates and uh, i saw something on facebook um you know uh, about that girl that the 10 year old girl that got raped and she was denied an abortion and i felt so passionately about the you know this girl and i start like uh defending her why she should go to another state and before i know it i've caused an argument about pro-choice or uh pro-life you know and there's a division happening so um you know uh Walking away from situations like that sometimes is the best choice that, that you can make and not contributing to, to more division, regardless of how strongly you feel uh, about a particular topic. It's all very, uh, the lines are very blurry nowadays and very hard to get to the truth. So uh, it's not going to, to Proving your point on Facebook or wherever is not going to change the world. But walking away from the situation and creating peace rather than war might make a difference. Yeah, I'll just add to that. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Um, yeah, I, I mean, look, there's opposites in this world. That's what they're made of, right? You have light and dark. You have to have one to the other. You have one side of a certain issue. You have another side of the issue. If both sides don't exist, there's, there's nothing to work with, right? There's nothing to deal with at all. So in another, another way, we, I, I, you know, I don't, we're very sensitive right now, myself included, right? But we're going to have to grow up and we're going to have to put these things together, right? 
Like that's really what we have to do. You know, can't get rid of it. Get rid of it. You'll get rid of both of them. No, you all talk a lot uh, about saving the world. I got my cake ready. I just waiting for the proper time to put it on. <laughs> I got, well, I got to get my mask together, but I'm going to be ready. <laughs> I thought you said cake. I said, we're ready for okay. cake. Cake. <laughs> okay, cake. Okay. Oh. Thinking about food. <laughs> oh. I, I really agree with what you guys have said. Sometimes just learning how to, it took me many years, some little tips not to start an argument by just that one little comment. So what Roberta and Nina, what you were saying, I, it, I was way too old to be learning that lesson, but I, I finally realized that one little comment I could have not said because it didn't do any good. It didn't change anybody's mind. It didn't solve a problem or anything, but I had to say that. And then it, you know, caused a whole, all kinds of bad feeling. <clears throat> but so now I'm just happy when I can avoid an argument, but that's so true. What you said. Yes, you know, the hardest thing in the world is to move on, especially when you feel hurt. And, uh, you know, it's not dwell on the past and try to build a future by using, you know, the, the, the feelings that the past created in us in order to, you know, aim for something better. Um, that's, that's what we have to do because it's, it's about um, making choices in our life that do not just uh bring us fulfillment but every time we make a decision and the, the the background that has to motivate that decision is how does that not harm someone else at the same time that it brings me fulfillment and this is a new thinking we have to uh to to start working with because otherwise uh, the current society values the individual and the individual grabs his own stuff you know, um, he just doesn't care about uh, whoever is um, opposite him and can get hurt from it. You just keep grabbing and grabbing, and now you see it going completely out of control, and everyone is paying the price. Yeah, thank you, Ronald. We're running out of time, so we need to move on. But um, Dan, did you have something to add? I presume you're talking to me. Um, yeah, um, I didn't have a whole lot to add other than, you know, it seems like um, you start small and you, you accumulate the small victories and, and eventually that uh, that, that uh, creates a, a larger set of victories then, you know, uh, in terms of uh, creating that, that, that environment that you want to have. Awesome. Thank you, Dan. And Amanda, just before we move on, um, would you like to contribute? No, then it's over to you, Roberta. Okay. Thank you so much. Now we're going to move on to our next phase of evolution. So we're going to do this consciously together. We're going to do our dance. Right now, a traditional connection exercise that we do every week. It's called our open diner chair dance. It's a lot of fun. Don't knock it till you try it. The way it works is kind of like follow the leader, meaning that we have fun to the music and one person at a time is displayed on the screen. When you come up on the screen, do a dance move. Just anything with the arms is great and, and someone else is gonna follow your move. When others are displayed on the screen, you follow their move. When it's your turn, a text box comes up on the screen, just ignore it, it's just telling you that you're being spotlighted and that you're special and we all wanna follow you. Ignore it, don't read it, just feel it. Uh, otherwise you'll miss your turn. So let's get loose, let's have some fun. This is a great way to connect with each other and lift our spirits. So let's see how we evolved as human beings to start moving. Ready? Let's get some music. In this time so uncertain, what are we thinking of? Is the world going crazy? Or is he sending love? Could it be that his message just goes over our heads? 
a hand. It's always a little awkward to dance in front of strangers, but I think we'll be coming closer. We're not strangers anymore, right? Good job, everybody. So I'm going to hand it back to Rob. Microphone would be good. Okay, could we um, could we have the, the clip of the links, please, Rona? Thank you, my friend. Okay, so follow us on Facebook, facebook.com, Open Diner, uh, meetup.com, Virtual Diner, youtube.com, Open Diner, and don't forget our very uh, brand new podcast on Anchor FM forward slash Open Diner. Um, click, like, subscribe, but more importantly, share with your friends. On YouTube and Facebook, you can watch all our past events. You can RS for our upcoming events on Meetup and Facebook. And if you liked the event tonight, which I'm sure you did, I loved it. Please don't forget to rate us five stars. Roberta, please. Of course. So we hope that everybody's feeling a little less stressed tonight. I mean, we talked about a tough topic, but I think uh, we feel good. We have a, a vision maybe possibly. So we're going to meet again next week, next Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. Next Thursday, we're going to be talking about the power of intention. Kind of linked with this. So the power of intention. The invite will be posted on Facebook and Meetup. Please follow us, like, subscribe. You'll be notified about all our events. We hope to see you next Thursday. Bring your friends. I'm sure if you think they could benefit from the event, bring them. If they don't want to come, they'll leave happy, I think. Thank you for all joining and taking part. Please continue to join us every Thursday 
I say again, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. Remember, don't be stingy with your love and care. We all can benefit from more love and connection. And it starts with each one of us making steps in that direction every day. So I hope to see you. And I'm sure we all hope to see everybody next Thursday. Spread the word, bring your friends. And this was a lovely event, everybody. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. It was Thank great. you, everybody. Beautiful you guys are awesome. You. Beautiful are meeting. Beautiful this was meeting. This was Love you guys. Thank Big hug. Bye, girls. Bye, guys. Bye, bye. Have a Thank great week. Love, love, love. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. Robert, I love your hair. <laughs> it's cute. You got it. It is. It, you got it cut. It's adorable. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so okay. much. Okay. Bye-bye, guys. It was fun. Thank you. Thank you again.